This is Music Mentality with Angie. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey everyone and welcome back. I'm Angie and on today's episode, our guest and I cover several really important and interesting topics. You may have heard her music before or you may have caught her gaming. Her name is Cray. She talks to us about what to financially expect when starting a career in music and how to take care of your mental well-being throughout that experience. We ponder some difficult questions like the topics of cancel culture and supporting good artists whose morals might not align with ours. Finally, we explore the topics of authenticity and writing honest music. Find Craze Music on all streaming platforms and I hope you enjoy this episode. Tell me about Cray. How did you come up with the name Cray? Uh, my name's Cheney Ray, so my ki- my family growing up called me Cray because it's my initials, C. Ray. So I just, I know people think it's because like anything else, they think it's like, oh, she's crazy or like whatever. <laughs> it's literally my, like my high school nickname. No, that's so cute. I love that. It's honestly, it's, it's cute because yeah, a lot of people probably would think like an, an abbreviation for crazy, but, yes. um, well, no, Jay-Z did that. Yeah yeah the, that shit cray song yeah that kind of like, that, that like started that yeah <laughs> I get that a lot honestly no, it's cute hey I mean like two meanings then right <laughs> totally I was like you know it's just easy for me but also cray is cute anyways so yeah exactly but um tell me about what you do so you started off you know you're a DJ you did a lot of producing I don't know if you produce any more um, so I'd just love to know about where your entire journey started. Yeah, I mean, I kind of dabble in everything, but I mean, I started this journey. Um, I mean, I've always been in the music scene. I feel like I've always in Vancouver, um, where I was from, I worked a lot of clubs and I was always like the guest list girl or the hospitality girl or whatever, whatever. So I was always around the music. Um, and then I went to college in um, Chapman in Orange County. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was kind of really lost on this like journey of still like back in that era. It was very much like get a degree so you can get a job. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do yet. And it didn't even cross my mind to really be a musician because I'm not a musician. Do you know, I, I've always dabbled with music, but I wasn't a musician per se. So it was kind of just like fell into my lap where I was like, you know what, I should probably just work in the music scene because I've done that for so long and I love being around music so like let's do that and my mom was like well why don't you just like learn a little bit about production and the guy I was dating at the time is an awesome producer named Vincent um he also was producing and releasing music so I was like why don't why don't I just like you know take some tips learn some terminology figure it out and I started just putting out like really simple rap beats um with some fun branding just for shits and I guess like not a lot of women were doing that at the time specifically that genre so it kind of just took off from there And I was like, oh, you know, I'm gaining some fans and stuff. Maybe this is something that could be a job. I don't know. And I quickly realized no, because music is one of those jobs where you have to put your money in to get it back. You know, it's one of those jobs where you can't just like practically pay rent. So I was like, how am I going to do music? I it's moving, but like, I'm not making any money. So how am I going to be able to survive? And my parents were like, it's t- you got to figure it out so I applied to Target and I didn't get the job I applied a few places around where I lived in LA and didn't get the job and my friend at the time is a streamer and he was like you should just tw- like twitch stream play video games like, you know like you're really funny you love video games anyways just turn on the camera why not 
And I was like, I guess like it's worth a try. And that kind of started supporting my bills and being able to pay rent and being able to kind of have that money for artwork and mastering. And I, I kind of like, I kind of like supported my music career until my music took over. So it was kind of a weird how it all turned out, but it's very much me because I, I never stick to one thing. I stick to many things. So it kind of made sense. And then I started just growing my social media as well, which kind of helped pay as well a little bit and kind of grew my socials that way. And I just turned this conglomerate of, you know, just being myself authentically and writing what I want to write and putting out music and just being kind of just a unique artist, I guess. I don't just That's- do one thing so unconventional so right now I'm in the process of looking for a job and I'm like applying to coffee shops and you know retail stores as well and it's so weirdly difficult to get a job that you think is so simple or should be so simple to get so it's really amazing that you really like you capitalized on your passions you pursued them that is risky that is difficult scary and risky especially when you're putting all your eggs into like into your passions, essentially into the basket. Yeah. I'd still say it's several different baskets. It's, you know, the music industry and gaming, but, um, it's still riskier baskets than like going and working a nine to five. Right. Totally. And I tell this to everyone. I tell this to every fan I've ever met that I was really, really lucky. My parents helped me out for the first year when I had nothing literally. Um, so I'm, I just, I tell everyone, I'm so, I'm so lucky for that privilege to be able to kind of fall on my face, but have that don't worry, you're going to be able to get fed. You know, yes, I ate a lot of ramen and I've lived in a tiny studio apartment with my uh, boyfriend at the time and cat. It was kind of a disaster, but like, I'm so lucky that my parents kind of gave me that year of like, try to get a real job, try to figure this out. We can't help you more than that. Cause it kind of made me be able to say, Hey, maybe I can focus on my passions and try that really quickly. I wasn't as, um, you know, some people don't have that option where they don't have that support and they kind of have to get thrown into the world. And I'm like, don't throw all your eggs in a basket because it worked for me, but I also put my eggs in a few different baskets and hope for the best and kind of made it work. But I'm not telling anyone to quit your job, focus on your dream. If you want to be a musician, it'll happen for you. I don't believe that. I've always believed that everything bad will happen will happen. So I'm very much a planner. So when I tell people, I'm so lucky to have this privilege to kind of it supported me to kind of do my dreams and I picked a few different things and I hope for the best but that might not be everyone's case so definitely mm-hmm. stay to your job pay your rent pay you know be able to feed yourself and live your hobby and if your hobby can somehow pay your rent one day that's when you say I'm quitting I'm doing it not I'm quitting my normal my job with secure money and I'm just going to throw it into music and hope for the best because I barely made it through that and I had to help, you know? So it's like, it's a scary journey and it's for sure really scary because my whole family looked at me like I was crazy at first. You know, I had that, you know, I'm still struggling. There's still days with COVID like where everything gets taken away from you. And I thought that I was really secure and then I wasn't. So this job is really risky. It doesn't have the security that a lot of jobs offer. It doesn't have that monthly, you know what you're going to get this year. It's kind of like, you just don't know. So there's a lot of pros and cons to it. It's like, magical because it's like I got to do my art and I got to be me and I got to be myself and that's such a gift but also like that comes with a lot of unbalance and a lot of insecure a lot of shit that just doesn't know how to go you know I don't know what tomorrow's gonna hold I don't know if this is gonna be a forever thing I don't know if this is gonna be something I can actually you know retire off of I don't know so there's those kind of battles you have to have yeah I mean a lot of those I don't know is and what ifs definitely sound like they come from anxiety and I mean it definitely is anxiety inducing because again, it is a risky competitive business. You're leaving the comfort of a nine to five job. And let's face it, you're leaving a nine to five for 24 seven. It's not any easier. It's really, I was just saying that like the other day, it's so funny. Sometimes I think, Mm -hmm. oh my God, how nice would it be to be able to clock out at five and just Mm -hmm. know my, my salary's coming no matter what I'm going to get it. I'm putting in the bank for me. It's like, sometimes I dream of that life, even though I know I can't live it. I sometimes Mm -hmm. think like, "Mm, that must be nice to have that security of just being able to go 5 p.m i'm not turning on my computer (laughs) for me it's like midnight hits and i'm like oh shit there has to be things we need to be done things are happening you gotta stay relevant more content more 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 so it's like a constant i wish i could just turn off Yeah. yeah and it's really interesting that you said that you say um you know don't quit your job still make sure that you have that sense of security and stability because i mean Honestly, I'm guilty of it. I tell people all the time, quit that job, follow your dreams, do this, do that. I'm so guilty of it. Here I am like sitting here nearly unemployed, basically still telling people to do it. But that being said, there are a lot of people who are out there and they do prefer a nine to five. They do prefer working a menial job 
to then come home and devote their passions to just passions and hobbies while still like harnessing that stability from their menial nine to five job. So it's really interesting how everyone operates on their own basis because a lot of people don't want to make their passions into their careers. And that's also so valid. It's so valid. I tell us everyone, you know, um, music, a lot of festivals have lost their magic. You know, I don't want to go to festivals anymore. I don't want to go to shows anymore. I don't want to, you know, those things like it's, that's work for me. Now, video games is something I used to do every day for my, for enjoyment. Now it's one of those things where I don't turn it on unless I'm working because it's Mm. a job. So that you kind of loses that magic where it's like you went in as a fan and you're so happy and you're excited to be there too. It's my job. I'm going here to get paid. I need to get my work done. I'm exhausted. I haven't slept. Let's get in. Let's get out. You know what I mean? Like you kind of, it's like, Yes, I love my passion. I love being able to do my passion with my job, but also I miss that magic of me actually enjoying it just un, for, no, for no reason, you know? At what point would you say you lost that sense of magic? I would say for, I feel like gaming, I have never fully lost it because I just truly love gaming so much. But I definitely, when streaming started becoming, I did it for like two years, like pretty full on. Like after that, it kind of lost the magic of it being like, now if I game by myself, I'm like, I should just be streaming this, you know, I'm just like, like, why am I not working? You know, it's kind of like loses that it has a little bit of anxiety to it. I feel like music, you know, there's always these special moments that make everything worth it. Like, you know, going to unique festivals across the world and stuff, but like EDC, for example, I've been four or five times and it's just like, now it's like the magic. I'm not like, wow, EDC, me and my partner go in the day we work. It, he, we leave the days you know what I mean like we don't go as fans anymore we're not like oh my god because I've seen everyone I've done it all it's very like the older I get the more I'm like I'd rather spend time with my home or with people I love or like in doing something I love compared to like going to work and like being at work more yeah you know? it, it, yeah it really sounds like you're constantly like um chasing a high essentially so and I, I do see how that's possible in the arts industry especially because you know you achieve let's just talk about like numbers for example say like a million followers or whatever it is so you finally get a million followers and you're so happy about it but then it dies down you're like oh only a million like when's my what's that million yeah exactly so like Christmas every day really does become Christmas every day Right, and exactly. it's like you you become stagnant and you're then looking for that high again and then you become stagnant and you're looking for that high again and you know dare it drop then that drop you really really feel it and you realize yeah. oh my god like like so much of my happiness at least in my case is dependent on chasing this higher and higher and higher um state of happiness rather than enjoying this level of neutrality Right. And that's like where I've been focusing on this year a lot with my therapist is kind of just being able to take a step back and be really proud of where I've come and how far I've come as, as a person who, what, what, with all I struggle with and being able to sit here today and sometimes just humble myself and go, I can't believe my song has helped one person. I can't believe I've played Lollapalooza. I've traveled the world. Mm-hmm. I be, I'm able to share my story with people. I'm able to help people. There are those things I'm like, wow, like this is, this is worth it. I am doing something mm-hmm. compared to the days where I'm like, I'm a content mule. I'm tired. I have to take Instagram photos today. I'm exa- like, I'm like, oh, like, what am I doing? Am I doing something of importance? Am I doing something of value? Am I just throwing shit at the wall? Like, am I an influencer that everyone makes fun of now? Like, what, where, where's my purpose? And then I have to always humble myself and go, oh my God, I put up music out. I did live shows. I'm sharing my art with people. It's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Um, it's always what's next though. It's bigger, more, better plays. Mm. Why well, I'm not playing this yet. I haven't played that yet. There's competition with, especially within women. It's just like, oh my constant. God, yeah. 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 So it's just like where I, I can't sit down and go, Oh my God, I did it. Cause I haven't done it. What have I done? I'm still waiting to get that. Like you did, you did it all. I'm not CEO. You know what I mean? Like when you rise the ranks of your job, you're finally at the top and that's what it is for me. It's like, where's the top is the top mm-hmm. Ariana Grande. Is that my goal? Probably not. Is my goals over here? Like where, where, to, where does this end for me? That's comfortable. Yeah. It's like, good. It's interesting. I've recently so anyone who knows me knows that I'm a goal chaser. I will set a goal and I'm like, I will achieve that goal. And if I don't achieve, I'll be like part of myself, which is really bad. But what I've noticed recently is that goals are overrated. Sometimes they're so annoying. Sometimes like you're constantly setting new goals for yourself, but it's really important to just also, you know, look back and realize how far you've come and you don't need to be Ariana Grande. That's like, that, who says that's even the top? Where is the top? The top is not existent. Exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah. There's no CEO in music, unfortunately. So you don't really always know what the exact end goal is. You just know kind of what your next goal is, which yeah. is a really difficult reality to face because 
you know, when people ask you, where do you see yourself 20 years from now, 10 years from now, where do you see yourself? Yeah, it's like one of those <laughs> things where, yeah, honestly, every day it's changing, you know, like I think I'm always going to be in music doing what I want to do here. I think that I'm also forever adapting. I'm always changing. I'm always growing. So I'm just kind of mm-hmm. just going I guess the one thing you can count on me is that I'm always going to be authentic. I'm always just going to do truly what feels right, um, whatever that is. And I'm sure, you know, it's always changing. I love dabbling in tons of different things. I love podcasts. I love gaming. I love music. I love doing influencer-based content. I I love all of it. So I just kind of want to just do all of it until one day that's it. You know, is that enough? I don't know. Who knows? But I don't want to live this life where I'm like planning for like, how am I going to make a ton of money when I'm older? Like, I know I'm just going to figure it out as an old yeah. lady. I just know I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> well, it's the thing though. Like I am not the same person I was five, 10 years ago. Oh my if you were God. to ask me 10 years ago who I wanted to be, it would have probably been like, I don't know, like a brain surgeon. I'm terrified of blood. Yeah. I don't know why I was saying that at like 13 years old. I don't know where that came from. Grace exactly. Anatomy, probably, I have no but... fucking idea. Like I have no fucking idea. Like my, my kid self was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Look at what I'm doing. The most unconventional job ever. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, everyone yeah. in my life tells me, of course, that makes sense. Everyone's like, this is what you're supposed to do, Cheney. We couldn't see you doing anything else. So it's funny from like people being able to be like, of course you're doing this. And like old friends and old people in high school and stuff always like this, of course this makes sense for what you're doing. And I'm like, did it? Cause I didn't really think this was going to be my path. You know what I mean? I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I just know that I was struggling a lot and I couldn't do the nine to five. I couldn't do anything that required really intense, normal skill. So I was like very much like, what am I going to do? And of course I'm doing weird shit. You know? And the thing is, it doesn't matter how successful you are, because at the end of the day, there's always going to be people that are like, why is she doing this? This is so dangerous. This is so risky. This is so unconventional. What about a family? What about this and that, you know, and it's, there's always going to be those people. And that's what the scary part, because what you're doing isn't conventional. But that being said, the best thing you can do in any industry at all is stay true to yourself at every single point as you evolve, because you are going to be changing. Like people are never going to know the same version as you of you as you do, because you're always evolving and just staying authentic and vulnerable. And that's honestly like your vulnerability is such an important key to what you do. Your music. I love your music. I was like, like analyzing the lyrics the other day. And I was like, oh my God, this is very raw and real. And a lot of the times you talk about feelings that people don't want to admit that they have. And it's natural to have them. They're ugly feelings, quote unquote. And I say this like in all my episodes, but they're really important to confront as well, because we all have that shadow side of ourselves. We all have, you know, absolutely those darker feelings. So to be able to not just put those feelings onto paper, but put those feelings out into the world and be like, Hey, these feelings do exist in me. And if I admit that, maybe you can admit it to yourself too and start working through it. That's one of the most powerful things you can do. And beyond the music industry, that is what you're doing the way I see it. Yeah, I mean, you nailed it on the head. I I, I wanted representation, you know? I wanted people to... I felt like I was alone sometimes. I couldn't find those those songs that really spoke to me. And I felt, you know what, why don't I... I've been through so much. Why don't I try and see if I can make people feel like they're not alone? And if this helps one person, then that's all that matters. You know, I'm sick. Sometimes I'm sick of the cookie cutter music industry. I'm sick of the charts. You know what I mean? Not that it's not awesome in its own way. It's just sometimes I'm like, is there a little more depth here? Is someone feeling what I've been feeling like dark feelings, you know, like something that's not written by 10 people pitching it to a, a label. Is this something that an artist actually went through that maybe is more powerful to me? And I was like, why don't I start doing that? Because I have so much to say. And Mm -hmm. it just kind of exploded into this way where it's like, I feel like being vulnerable is so hard, especially social media. There's this big mask on with, you know, show your best of yourself, especially everything is social media is so contrived and so manipulative. And I was just like, why isn't there a place where people can just really be honest? And like, it's not going to be cute and it's going to be annoying sometimes, but at least being real with what you're feeling, what you're going through, maybe that will help other people feel like they can too. Yeah. And normalize the conversation, you know, normalize the conversation of mental health. I'm tired of having to scream from the rooftops that it's okay to need help. It's okay to go on medication. It's okay to get a therapist. It's okay to cry. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sick of those conversations still being not normal. I'm still sick of mm-hmm. like the, you're going pills. You're crazy talk. You need a therapist. You're crazy. All those conversations yeah. are still happening today. So I'm like, I'm going to keep screaming this until no one's shocked when I talk about it. Yeah, dude, you got people still saying that mental health isn't a real thing and it's just in your head. And first of all, the, yeah, where else would it be? It's, it's mental health. It's in your, it's 
your brain is operating it. But second of all, it's like, how is it not real? Like we see it all the time. You're feeling it. You're experiencing it. It's, 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 it's wild to me that people don't believe that mental health is a real thing, let alone talking about medication and therapy. A lot of people don't even, you know, have access to therapy or the ability or the money for it or the accessibility for medication or anything. And that's very, very heartbreaking. And honestly, it is because mental health is so stigmatized that it's not, it hasn't even reached a political legislative level yet because it's not seen as a legitimate thing by like governments and um, higher ups. So I know it's really, it's really tiring. I say this to people all the time. If you have the privilege of never understanding or not understanding why someone's having a hard time or why someone needs help, then you have an amazing privilege. Do you know how amazing it would be to wake up and not feel anything? Like you feel great all the time. Are you kidding me? That's what we all want, you know? So it's like, if you have that, you're so blessed, but please understand that not everyone does. Everyone feels different things. Everyone is going through different shit. Yeah. Everyone on the planet, everyone on the planet, look how messy this is, you know? So I'm just tired of everyone, you know, denouncing things that aren't real because they haven't experienced it yet. You know, there's a lot of things you're not going to experience. There's a lot of things you're not going to experience, but you have to at least be open and understanding that other people are going to experience it. Absolutely. And it's like, just because I've never had a broken bone doesn't mean that bones can't break. It's just, right. And I don't care. I'm like, oh, you broke. I don't care. That must not hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) It's really frustrating. So I have a question though. How would you explain, you know, your day-to-day life or like your biggest mental health struggles to someone who has never struggled mental health before? I mean, I think I have a lot of things that go hand in hand. You know, I have autism, ADHD, and a ton of uh, learning disabilities as well. So that kind of combats it in a whole different way in its own shit. I got Mm -hmm. diagnosed with anxiety disorder when I was like 10, something like that. And I was put on a Vyvanse stimulant for most of my life because I couldn't function through school, but they didn't really figure they didn't really focus on my anxiety disorder because they're like, let's get her through school first. Like anxiety is like kind of on the lowest on the list. Mm-hmm. Like she'll be fine. She can function. She's going to be good. That yeah. was kind of just like, let's pass it off. And then I got to an adult and the anxiety got kind of worse. The, the older you get, the scarier shit gets, the bigger shit gets this, like the worse shit gets. So mm-hmm. it's like, I was sitting here and I was just like, I'm really, I'm really anxious every day. I'm really, really anxious. I'm like, palms are sweaty every day. Is that normal? Do I need to feel that way at 29? Do I need to, do I need to be working as hard as I was in in college? And when I was grinding to become, you know, self-efficient with music, do I need to grind that hard right now? Like, do I need to be on Adderall every day? If I'm not really, it's kind of kills my creativity and it makes me feel anxious and I lose a ton of weight, which is great for my body stuff, but not good for my mental. So I'm like, maybe I need to figure this out. So I went to my therapist and I talked to a neuropsych and I kind of figured out all my stuff, went off my Adderall for a minute, went on Lexapro um, for my anxiety. And now I'm on Lexapro. I've been on it for two months. Love it. Amazing. Gained some weight. That's okay. Cause you know what? We're okay. We're healthy. And now I'm kind of in this middle ground where I'm like, I'm feeling, I'm not having anxiety anymore, but do I need to take Vyvanse anymore? Do I need to take Adderall anymore? I don't know. So now I'm on a basis where I'm kind of just feeling every day. Like if I have a lot of workload, a big workload, maybe I'll take some Adderall today and get it done. If I don't need to, I can just relax and read. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't need to take it. I can actually let myself enjoy. Now I'm trying to figure that out compared to go, 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 which is my entirety of my like life. Yeah. And I can imagine figuring like the process of trying to figure it out, even right now can be anxiety inducing. Like, do I need Adderall today? And all of a sudden you're thinking about whether or not you need it. And your mind is so honestly, for me, it'd be hyper fixated on whether or not I need it rather than focusing on what's in front of me. So that alone, you know, again, you've mentioned body. I also have body dysmorphia. So I really do resonate with you. And it's just such a hard process to know that throughout your medication switches, you're also dealing with body dysmorphia. You're also dealing with whether or not you need medication for your anxiety or your ADHD and your depression, whatever else. Like it's, it's a difficult process and it's anxiety inducing on its own to the point where it's like, do I take medication in order to not be anxious about whether or not I should take medication? Yeah. It's definitely (laughs) one of those things where it sucks but I recommend everyone trying to go through it because it's, mm-hmm. it's made me realize what I don't want and what I do need yeah. and what I'm going to, yeah, you know, it's like really good to figure out. Cause I actually have been so happy lately. So I'm like, you know what, maybe this is really the right where I'm supposed to be going. I'm really, I've just been, I've been waking up really good lately, but some of the days I wake up, I'm like, am I a slave to corporations? Mm-hmm. Like I'm on medication. Like am I brain, you know what I mean? I'm like, Oh, yeah. why am I, is that worse? But who gives yeah. a shit? 
That's what yeah. I think. If it makes you feel better, it makes you feel better. That's all that fucking matters. I, you just reminded me of one of your songs. <laughs> like the main lyric, we're all going to die in the end. Yes. So it's interesting that you're like, who gives a shit? Just like do this, do that, whatever else. And it's interesting because the reason I relate to that song so much is because, um, you know, suicidal ideation is something that has really helped me through a lot of difficult moments. A lot of moments, yes, I have been on trigger warning. I have been quite suicidal and I've attempted, but that being said, knowing that it's quote unquote, an option has also helped me to get like, to get through the more difficult patches in my life where I'm like, it's okay. Like in the end, this is not going to last forever. This is going to come to a conclusion and it could be tomorrow. It can be in a month from now or a year from now. For me, the hardest part was harnessing that patience to get through that moment. Absolutely. And I think the older you get, the more you realize that there's going to be really, really bad days and really shitty things happen. You know, like there's been times where I've wanted to die and I look back and I'm like, thank God I didn't die, dude. Mm, Like, you know, like I feel like always harnessing that moment and that feeling like I felt like I wanted to die truly was crying on my bed. Like, why am I trying? And now I'm here in this really cool office. I'm like, wait, I got past that. Is something going to be worse than that? I think I can get through it. If that, if I can get through that, I can get through this. You know, like I really try think about that and just give yourself strength because I'm telling you shit is shitty right now like I've I know it and shit gets worse and worse but I promise nothing's worse than just ending it too soon and not being able to realize Mm -hmm. all the beautifulness that comes after oh yeah some beautiful moments that you're gonna miss out on it's not worth it yeah and growing up um I quickly realized probably by when I was like 16 or 17 I realized you know people keep on saying it's okay it's gonna get better you're gonna be okay but thing is like reality check is that shit does not get better shit gets harder as you progress through life things get more difficult that being said the more challenges you face the stronger you get and therefore it won't seem as difficult and all of a sudden you're over you're overcoming something that seemed so difficult 10 years ago but now it's just like it doesn't even feel like anything because it's, it's just, it's like getting your crayon stolen when you were six years old, that was the end of the world at one point, but now it's like, okay, shit sucks, but moving forward, you know? (laughs) Absolutely. It's like, I always think about the bad breakups you have in high school. Mm. Thank God they happen because (laughs) if I was with my first boyfriend, no offense, but like, where would my life be? You know? So I'm always thinking like, if you feel like, cause that for me was heartbreak was number one, like men broke my heart, you know? And that was so, I want, there's days where I was like, why am I even trying? And now I'm with like the love of my life. And I'm like, oh my God, that's why. Cause I learned, I grew, I got stronger. It, it teaches you so much about life. And I promise, I'm like, every heartbreak is actually something you should be, it's going to suck, but I promise one day you're going to be like, wow, I learned so much. Can't believe oh, I yeah. through that. Oh yeah. And you realize that you come out a 10 times better person all of a sudden when you're exactly. dealing with the same things again, you're like, holy shit, I am dealing with this so much better than I did with this person. Not that you should be and guess what? It, it's going to happen again. I'm going to yes. get my heart broken again. I'm going to get my heart broken again. It's going to hurt again one day. Well, the thing it's is, okay. it doesn't always happen with a significant other. Sometimes you break your own heart. Sometimes your career can break your Friendships, heart. Absolutely. Friendships. Yeah. Everything can break your Family. heart because mm-hmm. the more vulnerable and invested you are, the bigger the risk is of breaking your heart. But the thing is, you shouldn't ever stop wearing your heart in your sleeve if that's what you do. You shouldn't ever stop being vulnerable because that is the best thing you can do for yourself and the people around you. Like the best way you can help the people around you is by helping yourself, you know? Yeah, totally. It's like, it's a quote. It's like, um, it's better to have loved and lost and never to have loved at all. So it's like the feel yeah. you'd want to feel these things because if you felt nothing, I promise you'd want to change it right back. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. I've also felt those days on medication where I feel nothing. I'm like, I don't care about anything. And those days fucking suck more because I'm like, yeah. there's nothing like that. Nothing's even making me emotional. I'm not even thinking about anything. And those days suck worse. Yeah. Yes. And on days where, um, just wanted to like share this practice that I just started doing like literally last week. I realized mm-hmm. that on days where, you know, you're feeling more suicidal or you're really, really in those dark thoughts and you're like, you know, this could just end today. Something that's really helped me was going over everything that happened since I felt this way last time. And I'm like all the good stuff at the least. So I'm like, okay, well, this wouldn't have happened. I wouldn't have, you know, met my roommate. I wouldn't have rekindled my friendship with one of my best friends or like lived in this apartment or had this podcast or whatever. It's like so many amazing things have happened since that moment. So I can only imagine what amazing things will happen in the next 10 months or year or two years. So I think that's a really, really great practice to just reflect on how far you've come. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I remind everyone to do it. 
honestly, mm-hmm. to think about those moments that you're really thankful for right now. Yeah. That being said, it is difficult, especially when you're in the heat of the moment and you're feeling like the world is such a crappy place because the world is a crappy place. Let's face yeah, it. The world it sucks. sucks. The world sucks. The world sucks. Yeah. If the world wasn't a crappy place, I don't know, there wouldn't be fucking wars, you know, social media would be running us. If there was more uh, access to medication and therapy and all the, and like just the shits right now, America is just a train wreck right now. So I I honestly recommend people taking breaks from it because I have to take breaks from the news or I get too crazy. I get too upset. I get too nuts and I'm like pissed all the time. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, yeah, I definitely, honestly, there's a moment where I was like, no, you know, if you're not (laughs) watching the news, you better, no, but I was like, if you're not watching the news, then you're not helping anyone and you've got to listen to the news all the time. And I was like, in that mindset, then I quickly realized like, who am I helping by putting like making myself feel yeah. this depressed by constantly watching the news yeah. and I mean again it's like I one thing it's... to be aware and to be knowledgeable and yes. to like obsess with it and like be like exactly. it's too much there's too much tragedy happening right now where we're getting so desensitized to it that's like it's the next it's like oh yeah whatever that happens every day and like I hate that nail on the head yes literally I was gonna say I agree there is a difference between being aware and acknowledging and helping and being obsessed and you know taking it to an extreme everything has extremes so and again it will hurt you in the long run so it's best to prioritize yourself protect yourself and you know keep others in mind while you're doing it but protect yourself Absolutely. absolutely definitely so throughout this process of developing your artistry and through gaming and stuff I can only imagine the amount of people that you've worked with. Have you ever like got to work with someone that you've looked up to who has been your like biggest role models through all of this? What's the best, like, what's the best advice you can offer to someone who also wants to make it in the music industry? I feel like my best advice to someone who wants to make a music industry is just trust your gut and do, and just be your authentic self. You know, don't try being anyone else because we already have those people Mm -hmm. really be yourself and really bring your honesty and your vulnerability to the table. Um, and just trust yourself and keep pushing. It sucks. You're going to have days, even when you think people think that I've made it. And there's days that I think that I'm a dead in the water and I'm like, what am I even doing with my life? So just know those thoughts are always going to happen no matter what stage of an artist you're at. That's just mm. what being an artist is about. So keep those thoughts, but make sure to keep going, keep going, mm-hmm. keep pushing, keep pushing. Don't let anyone tell you shit. Don't let the negative shit get, get you down. Just keep doing what you want to do authentically. And I swear that's like, honestly the key. Um, just keep doing it and keep trying and don't let, don't let the world get you down. Don't let people get you down. Just just keep doing what's authentic to you honestly and my idols are all the old all stevie nicks you know last more set joan jett all those bad bitches no doubt Gwen yes. Stefani, all those rock and roll chicks back in the day defying all the rules um by being pop punk i love those women i love those artists as 
those are my probably my biggest inspiration for sure. That's amazing. That's beautiful. I love that. And I can honestly see how they've inspired your music and your stance on everything. And again, like the music industry is heavily run by men, let alone the gaming industry, which is like both, baby, both 90% men. That's difficult. That yeah, is bro. So hard. I'm oh going to, I'm going to double whammy. I'm going to double whammy for sure. But I'm supposed to be here. I think I'm supposed to fight for what's right. You know, I'm really vocal about everything I believe in and people know when they follow me, they know what they're getting into. So I think that uh, being that force in uh, music and gaming, I'm here. Cause I'm, I'm just trying to make change. You know, I'm trying to like bring it all down (laughs) yeah your individuality just like resonates and like shines on everyone you meet like (laughs) like I'm talking to you right now and I'm like I'm inspired by just the way that you're talking about yourself and your experience because you are so it seems like you're very comfortable with who you are your individuality your authenticity that being said I can only imagine you still have a lot of struggles and insecurities as we all do it took a long time I tell us people it took I didn't feel this way until 29 you know what I mean like it took a really long time in high school it was really rough for me um I was really I was bullied a lot mm. I never felt beautiful I still don't you know this industry is so hard on women and um their looks and their bodies so I feel every day not enough you know of course I have those thoughts every day but what I think really got me through is going to therapy, learning self-love, going through my trauma, mm-hmm. understanding that I'm more than my body and I'm more than my looks that I have to offer. Um, I think just truly sitting with yourself and understanding your flaws, understanding your weaknesses, understanding where you want to be better, just really knowing yourself inside and out, looking in the mirror. It's a very painful process. Um, it's very painful. It took years, you know, with yeah. me. It took a breakup. It took therapy. It took really looking in the mirror and not liking what I was not liking who I was and not understanding Mm -hmm. why I wasn't happy with who I was. And it really took uh, years to finally get to this place where I'm just like, this is who I am. And I'm so proud of who I am. And I'm so I'm, I'd rather be authentic and vulnerable and real and, sh- and make someone else feel that way than spew another story that's bullshit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we have enough of that on social media. We have enough of the fucking mm-hmm. bullshit. Oh yeah. We don't need any, we don't need any more. So it's one of those things where it took a long time and a lot of work, um, but it's so worth it in the end. Cause you just don't give a sh- now I just don't give a shit. People always ask all the time. You're so confident. I don't even think it's confidence. I think it's truly just <laughs> sitting with yourself and being like, this is what you're getting. You know, at the end of the day, I'm good with, I'm good with it. I think that resonates that like radiates to people that like, you can't bring me down because I already know all my shit. You can't even insult me because I know what I- would insult me. I am the, I'm meanest to myself. So yeah. people always say, how do you deal with hate? I'm like, the hate that I've gotten from people is crazy and bizarre for sure but nothing is as ruthless as myself. I'm so hard yeah. on myself and I have No been, one can so. hurt me but me. One of your Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's literally what I was trying to say in that song. It's like uh, no no one can hurt me as much as I hurt myself. So why am I even letting these people hurt me? That's like bittersweet to know that you have yeah. brought yourself down so much to know that you have been your worst enemy you've been so hard on yourself if you were a superhero movie you'd be both the hero and the villain and that (laughs) is like that's a difficult reality to face to know that you were just in your own way this entire time and now that you stepped out of your way it's great because no one can do what you did to yourself because no one knows you the way that you know yourself exactly Exactly. Um, Especially social media time, too. Yeah. Social media is a barrier. You know, I tell it to everybody, mm-hmm. your social media, whoever you look up to social media is really putting out what they want you to see. So, you know, just be wary and really listen to what the creators you're following are saying and the artists that you are saying. And do you really want to get behind that? Do you really trust this yeah. person? Do you, are they vocal? Do they fight for what's right? Do you, do they do like, are they doing good shit or are they just milking the system? You know, like really just listen to your heart. And I think fans are smart and they can figure out who's a piece of shit and who's a good person and who's real. And just to, you know, get more of those in our lives. So what do you feel about, um, this is like a controversial question that has come up in my personal life recently. Oh my goodness. What do you think of supporting artists who are not good people or who have done bad things I'll say instead but have good music I mean I'm the type of person where I can understand that a song is good um, and catchy but it doesn't matter for me because if I'm supporting the song I'm supporting an artist that I don't believe in and I feel Mm. like 
for me, I don't think I could jam to a song and love it if the person's a piece of shit. I just don't think I could. I mean, also, I think I have, I have varies of pieces of shit, okay? There's <laughs> cancel culture is a blessing and a curse, as always. There's people that need to be held accountable and need to be canceled. There's people who also make mistakes as artists. I'm growing up on this platform. I've been on, on social media for 10 years now. Cut me some slack. I'm going to make mistakes, but I'm ready to learn. I want to be a better person. Mm. I want to I be better. I want to learn how to be better. I want to learn how to be the best person I can be. So if I do make a mistake, ride with me to know that I want to make I want to change and I want to make it better right so those people I can listen to their music if they make a mistake that I, maybe I would have made or something that I think that they got over it or they made they said sorry yeah. those things I'm fine with but yeah if you're a piece of shit if you abuse women if you're sexist if you're homophobic if you're racist none of that I'm not going to support yeah. those artists and or their music I'm, I'm not going to like it even yeah. if the song's a banger I don't think I'm going to be like yeah because I'm like I'm not going <laughs> to I'm not going to buy this person's merch I'm not going to go to their concert I'm not going to support the social media because I don't fuck with them. So why would I listen to it at the end of the day? There's so much yeah. better music out there. No, you're definitely right. It's interesting that you brought just... up ca- cancel culture. Um, again, I see definitely how it's a blessing. I I know me and my friends have all different, very different takes on cancel culture because it's really interesting. You know, when you make a mistake 10 years ago, 15 years ago, and someone digs that up and holds it against you and forces you to apologize for it. Well, I mean you're not the same person you were 10, 15 years ago and you can apologize for it, but that's not really going to change anything at the end of the day because you're not that person anymore. You're apologizing for a version of yourself that doesn't even exist anymore. So why should you be put into this social prison and be revoked of you know everything you've worked hard for just because you made a mistake 10, 15 years ago? That being said, it's important to acknowledge what the mistake was to be able to be like, yes, this was a mistake. Indeed, I have learned since this mistake and this is how I would do differently. But that being said, again, to throw people in social prisons is like so cruel. There's just no difference between- I think people are fucking crazy. If I, I'm being honest, I think people are in this land right now where it feels really good to drag people down. It feels really fucking good. It's toxic. It's bull yeah. culture. It feels amazing, right? I get it. But at the end of the day, I think people are making themselves seem way dumber than they are. You can tell in your intuition, your hearts of hearts, if a person's a good person or is a bad person, okay? There's yes. people who make mistakes that are fucking bad, okay? Like there's mm-hmm. pe- mistakes that you can't get back from in my head. There's mistakes I'm going to go, I don't care how banger, I, Chris Brown, I'm never going to listen to Chris Brown's music. I will never like it. Really, the first person came to my head? I will never like it. I will never fuck with you ever again. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, yeah. I don't care. I don't care. If, first off, he hasn't done anything to change, but let's say he was going to therapy and really helping himself and doing a cha- I don't care at the end of the day. And you didn't do any of that. So I'm, I'm good on that type of stuff. But if someone made a mistake and said, like, a, I don't know, there's so many different gauges of just trust your fucking gut. If this artist mm-hmm. is a good person, you can feel it in your heart. You can yeah. feel it. Okay. You can feel if a person is making yeah. a mistake and saying, sorry, I'm learned from 10 years ago. I've done this and this and this. That's not who I am. You guys know who I am. Look at me for 10 years. You've never had this. Look who I am. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Trust that gut compared to, you know, let's just cancel. Let's just hate on everybody for everything that we don't know about. You know what I mean? Like the, the, we know celebrities more than they they know themselves. It's goofy to me. We don't know these celebrities. We really don't know what they're going through. We don't know their dating life. We don't know what their, what what trauma they've been through. You know, do you want to shine light on all of our shit? Do you want to really get the flashlight out and look at your own stuff and what you did when you were in high school and you, what maybe you weren't such a good person? Maybe you're bullying people online. You're just as bad, mm-hmm. right? So I think the yeah. gauge for people to call it out but not look in the mirror is pretty high. I think people need to understand yeah. to look in the mirror more and figure the fuck out and tr- just trust your gut. You know, there's yep. people out there who are good people and just fucking you'll be able to feel if someone's good or not you know and like and tell by their music as well Mm. by what they're putting out into the world and what they're doing to be better themselves I so agree because so much again music is such a vulnerable thing like (laughs) I think I say this every single episode as well my favorite artist Youngblood he sings about mental health about politics and I just that's the kind of music I love to follow it's the kind of music I love to listen to I also love to listen to music where it's like people are clearly open about like I mentioned about your music, you know, you sing about feelings that aren't really easy to sing about. It's like, they're not cute. Yeah. They're not cute. Yeah. They're not always pretty feelings, but they exist. And it's worth, it's worth recognizing the fact that they exist and that on its own is a great thing to do. It's, it's acknowledging yourself. It's listening to yourself. It's like analyzing yourself. And that's really difficult. It's a scary thing to do, but you know, listening to these artists who are able to do that much like yourself is a beautiful, beautiful practice because it really does help you discover yourself. So, I mean, your fans are very lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So sweet. 
Um, but throughout all of this, would you say social media is your greatest challenge then, like as of right now in this very moment? I mean, no, I think touring is hard for me because I'm very much a homebody in my routine. Mm -hmm. It's hard for me to go on the road. It's really hard for me to perform. It's hard for me to sing in front of people. It's hard for me to be in that chaos and that environment sensorily, uh, over like sensory overload too. So Mm -hmm. like, I feel like touring is really hard for me, but I mean, social media has been such a long battle and it's forever growing and changing. You know, I'm 29 and I got, I was, I got a phone when, before Instagram was even created. Um, so it's like, I don't know, you know, social media sucks, but also is my greatest, it's a great tool that I've used to help uh, bring me money and fans and be able to connect with people all over the world. So there's so many, mm-hmm. like I said, pros and cons to everything. And I feel like we're going to have to just keep going with a society. I want us to get better and I want us to grow and I want us to be healthier and I want us to be safer, but I don't know if that's going to happen because a lot of people don't give a shit, you know, so yeah. who knows where we're going to go, but I always tell people don't take so much, don't make social media your gospel, don't make it your Bible, don't make it, don't make everything so concrete, social yeah. media is supposed to be a very small part of someone's life, it's 1% of mine, um, so, you know, you, just because you follow me and you, I'm more open and honest than everyone, than most people too, I'm so vocal about what I believe in and who I am, so you are closer to me than the average person, but at the end of the day, you don't know me, you know, you don't know these mm-hmm. people who are online and to just, make sure to take that with a grain of salt, you know, don't have your idol, don't idolize people you've never met and you don't know truly are good people, you know, you're going to be let down and it sucks. So just, you know, use social media how you will, but don't make it something like a daily part of your like existence. If I didn't have, if I didn't make money, if I didn't have to use social media, I wouldn't. Like mm-hmm. now that I've been on it for so long, if I could say, Hey, your rent's paid, don't worry about it. I, you don't have to be an artist anymore somehow. I wouldn't do it. I'd post food photos and photos of my dogs. Maybe, you know, I didn't post for two weeks because I forgot about it. Like, I'm not like people think I'm like stoked to post and make content. I love being creative, but I don't, I'm not like, I like hate the idea of posting on Instagram, you know, like, I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, I don't know what I'm even going to do. So you mentioned being an artist. If someone said, you know, your rent is paid for your bills are paid for, would you still create music? Yeah, because that's that's yeah. my passion. My passion isn't content creating. I love it's fun. And I love being creative, but that's I'm only doing that to keep up with yeah. how people are doing it these days. Yeah. Social media is how you blow up. And so of course I'm yeah. gonna use that tool. I'm gonna be thankful for those tools, but it's not like I'm not like this is my d- dream is to post photos on Instagram. It's yeah. just to share my art, it's just to share my artistry, which share my creativity with music. And it's interesting because like Again, you're an artist, a musician, but the thing is that there's so many, so many more jobs that go into that marketing, which means creating social media, which means being on social media, touring, it means producing, it means working with other people, it means working with people who you might not necessarily want to work with, and so many more array of jobs within this one job. And I mean, I guess that's why it becomes a 24-7 job rather than a nine-to-five yeah. job. <laughs> you can never turn it off. Yeah. So when it comes to asking for help and support systems would you say that you're comfortable asking for help when you need it oh yeah it's right now it's 29 yeah I mean I've also always had to ask for help you know I've been I've been struggling since I was in high school since I was in preschool I've been always having extra help extra help extra help she needs extra help so that's something that I got really comfortable with because I needed it you know and so and my parent my mom was really helpful too and she always had my back and always made sure I never fell so I I, I was very I'm very in tune to asking for help I'm very it's very normalized to me and I realized quickly with my dating people that it's not really that normal you know it's not mm-hmm. that comfortable for people to ask for um and you know I've had to ask for so long so to me now it's like I have no problem you know I'm like yeah. I'm extra no I'm, I'm I'm extra ready if someone comes to me I'm like oh you should probably go to therapy for that or like oh you can do this for that or you can take this for that. I'm like that person you know I'm very much like oh you can easily that's something fixable or something you can get help with and you know yeah. I'm, I'm so comfortable with it but it takes a long time you know it takes a long time it takes it's hard because everyone's raised differently and a lot of people are raised that that help is not okay and a lot of people don't have access to help and there's not the best helpful resources Mm -hmm. out there so it's not as easy as just let's get it going but I think getting searching is the first step is being able to there's so many different outlets that you can do yeah and accessibility aside a lot of people do have you know they're very much so controlled by their ego and when you're controlled by your ego, it's really, really difficult to put that aside and make your ego the passenger and not the driver of your decisions. And, you know, be like, okay, I don't know everything. I do need some help because saying you need help is, it is kind of admitting that you're not at the end of your destination. You are not a master. And at the end of the day, 
you're never going to be a master at anything. Even if you are a CEO, everyone's always learning. The world is evolving. You're evolving. People are going to need help. So it's, it's such an important practice to be able to get comfortable just being like, hey, you have a skill that I admire. How can you please help me? Because I would love yeah. to learn from you. And that's, it's not, there's no shame in that. There's nothing embarrassing about that. In fact, I would argue that it makes you a stronger person, you know? You know, um, I know people who don't have pro- anything to do problem, but they go to therapy just because they want to get better at organizing. They want to get better at blank and blank. They want to meet more yeah. people. They want to meet, fr- like, there's so many things you can talk to someone for. It's not just like, I'm crazy. I want to die. That's not the, always the conversation. Yeah. No, therapy you know? is also a maintenance thing. It's brushing your it teeth. Is. It's- it is. It's like me and my partner, you know, we've been through it and it's made our relationship like a, such a, where we want it to go. You know, we wouldn't be able to get here today without therapy. So it's one of those things where I'm like, it doesn't have to be, I think it's one of those things people do when they want to fix something before, when it's too late. I feel yeah. like going to yeah. therapy before things start going fucked will really help prepare you so we'll never get that fucked. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like that thing you should go. It's like, it's like pre-workout. You can take it before your workout and it's a better workout. This is just a better, it makes your life better. Yeah. And at the end of the day, again, no shame in going to therapy whatsoever. I'm very vocal about therapy and medication as well. I'm, I'm on Vyvanse right now, actually. Um, so I think it's great to go to therapy. That being said, you don't have to tell everyone that you're in therapy. Your mental health journey you do is yours. Yeah, yeah. You don't owe it to anyone. It's your journey. Yeah. You can, you can figure it out on your own. And again, there's no shame. You, if you want to share, please, like, I love that. But again, you don't owe it to anyone. Totally. So I think, I think you are very, you know, self-aware, which is great. (laughs) That's honestly like probably the number one thing I talk about mostly ever on my streams Mm -hmm. is how I think a lot of people are lack self-awareness and how it's been like probably my, my, my best quality of myself. What I love about myself is being so self-aware. I'm almost too self-aware. My therapist says where I'm like, I'm overanalyzing too much, but I think it's really (laughs) important because it allows you to just fucking see yourself and be like, mm-hmm. you know, it's okay to call yourself out. And it's, a, it's a really, it's a big strength to be able to say, you know, I'm not doing, I'm not dealing with this. Well, I need some help. It's a, that's like one of the strongest things I could hear someone say. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's inspiring to the people around you. Yeah. Um, I would love to go over some of the songs that resonate most with you. Some of your music. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I wrote my EP season change and so do I, um, I wrote that after a really rough breakup with my partner, actually, that we, we definitely needed the break, um, the breakup, but I wrote that EP about basically being in an unhealthy relationship, but also an unhealthy relationship with myself and how, you know, I had anxiety issues, my fuck my anxiety, the can live without you song is about anxiety. You know, I had watch what I do was a really sad song just about how my partner made me feel at the end of a relationship. I felt kind of like. I was worthless and I wasn't good enough. And I was kind of going through my past trauma too with my my issues of my childhood. And I was getting very triggered and I wouldn't talk about it. And I just would be upset. And I would just, I was holding on to him so tight and he was trying to get away and he needed his own help. So I wrote that EP about that. No one can hurt me, but me is a very, is one of my favorite lines I've ever written because I think it just is very authentic to me. Um, and how it gave me kind of power in the sense of like, you know, dealing with this job, everyone's always looking at me and everyone's always critiquing me. And it kind of got hard to really step back, take a step back and go, you know what, why is this even affecting me? You know, I sh- I'm in control of what, what I feel about myself. Um, that song was about that. And then, you know, I had, um, what else did I have? Uh, I don't want to talk about love is basically about how I felt like women were consistently put in this trope of talking about love for hit songs there are so many love songs out at the time so many fake love songs that people write that aren't even about the artist's love story um so I felt kind of that was kind of my fuck you to that and how I didn't want to talk about love I have so many other things to offer and people Mm -hmm. were continuously talking about my relationship Mm -hmm. as like the highlight of me and I kind of want to be like I'm my own artist I have my own voice I have my own stuff I've made it my own way and so that song was about that I love Um, that yeah, that was pretty powerful because I feel like so many, so much, so, so many women go through that where it's like our main priority is to be a wife and to be loved and to be and get love. You know what I mean? I was just tired of always having that conversation, especially in interviews. Like, who are you dating? Like, all that type of bullshit. It's like, ask me some <laughs> real shit about being an artist. You know what I mean? I have so much to say. And then I had um, uh, Mean Girls was about being bullied. I had, I've had Mean Girls all my whole my, all my life. And so those were, that's just about girls being bullies and getting up on me and being mean. Mean Girls is like my mean favorite girls. song. I think it's, that's what it's about. I, so many people resonate. They're like, oh my God, I feel like I can chant this to all my bullies. I'm like, that's literally. Yeah. What I'm for. 
it's supposed to be a silly song about that and then we're all gonna die it's about i wrote that five years ago actually six years ago almost um it hasn't come out yet and it's just i wrote it because i was turning 27 i think or 20 i was 26 and i was gonna turn 27 or something like that and you know so many artists have died at 27 and there was that there was that stigma that there was that like oh make it to 27 club like are you gonna make the 27 club mm-hmm. and I had a few a few people a few fans were like are you gonna make it to 27 like and I was just like holy shit like what's going on so I wrote that song kind of being Art. like uh yeah I wrote that song kind of being like you know like we're all gonna die in the end like sh- am I gonna be so hard on myself like am I gonna li- live this life in torment because by the end of the day we're all dust you know so I should probably be able to speak and be myself right now because mm-hmm life is really is precious and sometimes mm-hmm. I forget that like 10 years ago felt it went like this you know yeah. like I, yeah. I'm like holy shit like I kind of want to be able to live my life proudly in the, in the the years that we have on this planet especially the way things are going with us destroying our planet do we even have enough time left who knows so that kind of song was just about like fuck it like truly live life for you um not anyone else um and what other songs I have? Fractions is about falling in love for the first time. I fell in love with my partner for the first time. of the most vulnerable song. Peaches is the first song I ever sang on, which was just, I think, sad, just a, a way for me to express myself and kind of get into vocals and kind of understand. But I feel yeah. like the most emotional part of my so- music has been definitely my EP because that's just, it was just all, all about mental health. It was all about um, depression and break, being brokenhearted and not loving who I was. And yeah, um, you must depressed. have had to like, basically re-trigger yourself to write it I mean that must have taken you a yes. while to have to like I mean go I also wrote it during I wrote a lot of it during too before mm-hmm. the breakup which is like very telling I was like I was looking at myself in the mirror and I was kind of not wanting to because I was writing all these songs and listening to them and I was like I'm yeah. clearly not happy right now I'm clearly very distressed depressed right now I'm writing only sad music about how on how I'm not in love and how I'm being, I'm being hurt so like why am I not why am I not trusting what I'm writing you know I kept being yeah. like I'm fine I'm just writing that but I really was writing how I was feeling at the time um and definitely before I put it out I was itching to put it out I was like I wanted it to be out I wanted to let it go um so like that day it came out was a huge day for me and like I sage and I really like it felt like this huge weight was lifted off me because I finally get let it out into the world my heartbreak I finally was over it I was I was ready to like emerge as a butterfly Hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You know, mm-hmm. like I worked so long on that music and I was so heartbroken. I was like, so I don't want to listen to it anymore. I don't want to hear it anymore. I didn't want to, I wrote, I did all the creative for it. It was really triggering. I'm like, I'm just done. I, I packaged it up and I was like, throw it out into the ether. I was like ready for it to be out. And I finally yeah. felt that weight lift off. And that's when I started writing happier music and create like more wow. punk and like more funky music and like more like chanty, like loud, exciting music. Cause I finally got that off my chest. I feel like that's difficult it's really interesting do you ever listen to that music or do you get I never do I'm not like a big I don't like jamming my own music it's just something I just don't like doing I don't also just don't listen to that type of music in my spare time but I do think about like you know eat your heart out and I feel I feel such a bad like a badass when I sing it and Mean Girls too I love singing Mean Girls live because I feel like I can I really connect Mm -hmm. to it um, it's so like when I'm doing it live, I feel that I connect with it and I love listening to it. I love singing it, but I don't like listening to it my spare time because, you know, those are emotional songs. Sometimes it makes me think back to those feelings and I'm like, wow, I never want to feel those again. I can't believe I felt those things, you know? Yeah. 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 I can imagine that's, again, really, really scary. You know, I write a lot of music as well um, that I don't release. It's just like a for fun thing that I do. But that being said, um, sometimes I'll look back at the pages that I've written like five years ago, even like 10 years ago. And I'm like, oh my God, that was a really difficult moment for me. And now it feels almost silly when I look back at it. I'm like, oh, like that, I mean, it wouldn't be difficult now, but in the moment it was so hard. And looking back into that moment, it will always hurt. Whatever experience, if you put yourself in those shoes into the version that you were before, again, yeah, it's going to hurt again. It's it's going to feel as painful as it was the first day, maybe not as painful as it was the first day, but, but you got through it and you're you got through it. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. So I could definitely see why you wouldn't 
you know, like, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, I just want to leave an open space and let you, you know, is there anything else that you would like to add anything else that you would like to hear before we wrap up? Uh, no, you know, just trust yourself, you know, love yourself, be kind to yourself, give yourself a break. Like those are things that I repeatedly tell myself now. And I wish I told myself when I was younger, um, you know, just truly get to a space where if you don't feel like you love and trust yourself, get to a space where you do. I feel like that's really important. And it's, you know, it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be something where you have to do anything other than writing in your journal, like things mm-hmm. you love about yourself. We're just focusing on those things, taking mindfulness, you know, those things are really important and just trust yourself. And if you are hurting, let yourself hurt, you know, let yourself feel those things. And it's okay to be in pain. Yeah. And, you know, ask yourself why, if there's something that you dislike about yourself, why, where did that totally. come from? Totally. And, and if there's everyone, something... everyone has it. So it's yeah. not a thing to be ashamed about. Yeah. And a lot of the times, you know, if there's something about yourself that you dislike, chances are someone told you to dislike that is, a, that's something learned. Someone told you that you're not supposed to like that, but for the parts of yourself that you do love also explore why, you know, if you love your eyes, why do you love your eyes? Do you love the shade? The shade? You're funny. Love it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So I think that's a really great practice. (laughs) Agreed. Honestly, I need to work on it too. Uh, we all do. So do I, (laughs) but I do not do it often. Um, I try to, but yeah. All right. Well, thank you so, so much for being here and sharing your journey. Thank you. It was very inspirational. And I hope that you can come back onto the show one day and we can yeah. like do a little update with where you are. I love that. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you're an artist and you've got a story to share with a passion for music, please do reach out. Whether you're just starting out or you've been in the music industry for years, I would love to hear your story. Follow me on Instagram through my handle at Music Mentality with Angie. Or email me at musicmentalitywithangie at gmail.com. Finally, a huge shout out and thank you to the amazing editor behind these episodes, Aileen Tamer. Thank you so much for listening and see you next time.